On this episode of the AC Sports Report, we have Christian Taylor. Christian Taylor is a play-by-play broadcaster, a PA announcer, and the manager of Soccer Post in Towson. This is Connor Newcomb from the Locked On Orioles podcast. For athletes of all types, both on and off the field, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health is a game changer. Led by board-certified physicians using state-of-the-art equipment, the Sports Medicine Institute at LifeBridge Health will have you back to what you love. To learn more, go to www.lifebridgehealth.org slash sportsmedicine or call 410-870-7940. If you've been looking for someone that talks about youth sports in the DMV, from basketball to football, volleyball, soccer, lacrosse, baseball, and softball, you've found it. We are the authority. This is the AC Sports Report. There's a thriving community of youth sports in the DMV, and we cover it all. From interviews to game reports to player scouting, public and private schools, and we even cover the college recruiting process. This is the AC Sports Report, and here's your host, John Miller. Christian Taylor, thanks for being here, man. I really appreciate this. Hey, it's my pleasure. You know, we've been talking about this for a little bit, so I'm glad we're able to finally sit down and chat. So I usually start with a little banter about finding my studio. I do some of these (laughs) podcasts here in the studio and some out and about. I I, I am mobile. I've been to Cecil Community College. I've been in the Baltimore area, but all around. But you had not too much trouble finding the place. A little quirky. Yeah, no, it was a little bit different. I mean, thanks to Apple Maps for finding my way here, right? But I, I drove past and I saw just a couple of cars parked. That florist van was parked there. I'm like, is this it? And then I drove past it. I saw the door. I'm like, yeah, no, this this is 100% it. So I was able to turn around. You were very kind to let me in. So we found it. We found it. <laughs> very nice. Very nice. Um, but we met um, at Concordia Prep. I think you uh, helped with uh, some football a few years back. Yeah. I think two seasons now, right? Not yeah. this recent season, but the year before. And, and I got to be careful. I'm going to say American football because you're kind of a soccer <laughs> guy and you probably use that term. Yes? No? No. Well, I, I try to cater to the Americans, of course. I will say soccer. But uh, when talking with my friends who, um, who you know, also watch soccer deeply, once in a while I refer to it as football. But football is the American football for right, sure. Right. <laughs> so I do this all the time. I jump right into the conversation and I start talking about what's going on now and how we met. But as you know, we got to learn a little bit more about Christian Taylor so people know who they're listening to. Is that okay? Oh, 100%. Can we go deep? Can we, can we go deep? All right. When were you born? No. <laughs> Can we go back to high school? We won't go back to when you were born. How about high school? Where'd you go to high school, Christian? Yeah, I went to a high school called Lutheran High South. That was in Monroe, Michigan. So um, I know this is a podcast. You can't see it. But on the hand, right, it's towards the bottom. It's about 30 minutes from Ohio. Um, There for four years, a little bit south of Detroit. Uh, Played some sports there um, before I, you know, went to college at Central. So played some sports there. I'm guessing you played some soccer. I did. Yes. All right. Uh, what position did you play, Christian? Oh, I was a forward, 100%. I have that speed that, you know, you see the ball sent forward, that's me running up to it, scoring every time. When it, whenever I see a forward up there, it's like there's a line of people that's that invisible offsides line, which from for someone that watched American football, it took me the longest time to figure out whole offsides because that line moves 
constantly. But anyway, there's usually a line of guys up front, some defenders, some strikers, and, and the, the forward, the striker up front is usually, he's like a, a guy with a rubber band that's wound just a little too tight, and you can say, I want to run. Was that you, Christian? 100%. Now, I wasn't somebody who would run for fun. If there was a ball involved, then I would run. Um, so that's what that was with soccer. But um, basically, I, I was gifted with the ability to recharge pretty quickly. So I'd be tired after my sprint. I have to walk back, but then I'd be ready for the next time. Oh, makes sense. So uh, Lutheran High South, what uh, was the mascot there? The Saints. Okay, good. The Saints, yeah. So Christian left high school and went on to college. Yes, yes. sir. Where'd yes, you go to sir. college? Uh, Central Michigan University. So that is literally in the central of Michigan. <laughs> and the mascot there was the? Chippewa. And we talked about that. It's a Native American tribe. Yep. Nice. Chippewa tribe. They, um, they're right there in Mount Pleasant, Michigan. So they do a little bit of funding for the school. And there's a great relationship between the two. Did, did you, you were telling me before that you were not a scholarship athlete. You didn't play soccer. Uh, you probably played for fun and maybe some intramurals and stuff like that. So this leads me to, what was your major? Uh, my major was broadcast and cinematic arts. So I, I know the cinematic arts, you know, it says movie, but it was mainly for the broadcasting end. Um, really nice building there on campus that had access to radio station, TV station, um, anything you could imagine, and really kind of gets your feet wet in the industry. So you knew you wanted to be in sports and sports broadcasting from a fairly young age. 100%, maybe freshman year of high school, oh. if even. Oh. That was just kind of the route I knew I was going to want to take, really. Interesting. So you spent your time at Central Central Michigan. You got your degree. Mm -hmm. Now now you are uh, waving your diploma around. You're like, I need some work, guys. <laughs> where, where did uh, the Baltimore Blast call you? Is that how you ended up here in Baltimore? No, no. So so basically, I um, I was looking for a place to call soccer and... There were a bunch of these new NPSL teams just sprouting up, and one of them was FC Baltimore 1729. Um, and so I reached out to them, and uh, Alex Lubianski, he's actually from Michigan. He's there right yeah. now, but he was the owner of FC Baltimore. I reached out to him, and he's like, yeah, come on out. Um, so I'm like, okay, that's where I'm going. That's where I'm going post-college. So literally two days after I graduated, I had driven out here to Baltimore, landed with a family friend for a couple of weeks, and then... Got started with everything. How long has that been? You've been here for a minute, though, right? Almost five years now, which is crazy to say. Wow. All right, so acronyms I love, but I always call people on it. You said NPSL oh, earlier. What, yes. what is an NPSL? Uh, National Premier Soccer League. Uh, so basically, um, it's the fourth tier of American soccer. So you got the MLS, USL Championship, USL League One, and NISA are the third tier. And then the fourth tier is USL League Two, NPSL, um, yeah, so a couple of the main like college summer teams. So the team you're calling for a lot for now is FC Baltimore, which is known as Christos now. Christos they FC. Names yep, they merged. They had like a partnership. They were one year called FC Baltimore Christos, but for the last two years, it's been just solely Christos. Still the same owners and everything, but now Christos, who all you guys know went up on DC United in the US Open Cup, um, they were their own entity, so they kind of merged, but now solely known as Christos. And you were, you called you were saying this is USL two USL two and correct. you talked about owner this is not like just a bunch of guys kicking the ball around on the weekend these are guys that want to play pro you were saying a lot of the guys are in college working on the next season so in in this area and I guess in general college soccer is a fall sport one hundred percent yeah the USL two is a summer summer league summer has it, it started is. yet. Uh, almost. It's it's about a month out since we're almost to, to April now. So they usually start early May. 
Oh, yeah. so these are a, a lot of college students. They're coming to the end of their academic sem- semester. They find it. Do they get paid? No, not for not for this level. The next level up, they do. Okay. So NISA, like the Maryland Bobcats, USL one. Those are the ones where you start getting paid. Championship, of course, is one level below MLS, and then of course MLS. MLS should get yeah. paid. Yeah. So most of the kids, or all the kids, or all the men. Excuse me. And I think there's a women's team too. Am I? There is. It's a very good women's team. Yeah. So they are getting paid. There, there are a lot of kids that are in, you know, I got, I got to stop saying kids. I'm used to talking to, uh, about high school <laughs> student athletes. So the young men and women are, are not getting paid. Many of them are in college. They come spend the summer, maybe before their senior year, before their junior year, get some training, some practice, some reps, just like anything else. The more times you do it, the more ingrained it is. A lot. Of, I used to say the more times you did it, the better you got at it. But if you don't do it right, you're not going to get better. Right. Anyway, so this is this is what they're doing. Where does uh, Christos play? Where's their? Do they have a home field? Yeah, they do. It's the Moose Athletic Complex down in Glen Burnie, Maryland. Um, so not too far, like 30 minutes. If you're in the Towson area or anything, it's about 30 minutes south of there. Um, so it's it's a good venue, and it, it's now kind of their first home actual facility that they've had. Yeah, I've been there. It's it's nice. It's it is. pretty new yeah. too. I mean, I went down there. There was a food truck. There was a, a, a let's call it a hospitality tent over. Yep. It was it was all right. It was great. Good parking's pretty good. Yeah. Uh, so that's a nice place to be. I think I went on a rainy day, so maybe. <laughs> that's right. It, it got <laughs> delayed a couple of times, didn't yeah. it? Yeah. <laughs> but I think I went back another time when it wasn't raining and you were actually working, so I didn't get to talk to you. You're over there calling the game. That's right. Oh, uh, you also talked about doing some stuff for colleges. Yeah, that's actually kind of the main bit. So I. It was FC Baltimore and now Christos that brought me out here, but what I'm mostly doing is college stuff. So broadcasting games for Loyola, Georgetown, uh, UMBC, Mount St. Mary, Stevenson, um, American University, kind of wherever I'm needed. Mount St. Mary's. Western Maryland, where you got west yes, a little bit? Yes, uh, Emmitsburg, yep. And that's not to be confused with St. Mary's, which I think is in Southern Maryland. Correct. Correct. Ooh, okay. Yeah. <laughs> that's okay. So do you only call soccer for them or? No, everything. Uh, so for, for Mount St. Mary's, it's women's lacrosse, women's basketball, men's and women's soccer, men's lacrosse. Um, Loyola is volleyball, women's lacrosse. Georgetown is women's basketball, uh, baseball, softball, women's soccer. Uh, and that's just the. <laughs> how, the many, how many times a week are you uh, calling a game? Probably three or four times a week. Well, hold on, yeah. you also have a full time job. Yeah, you're I do. the manager at Soccer Post, which is Angelo's Soccer Corner in Towson. So hold on, full time job managing business soccer. You're into sports. Yep. Three nights, sometimes more, sometimes yep. less. You're a busy guy. Yeah, I am. <laughs> I, I appreciate you coming by and giving me some time. Yeah, I don't want to keep you too long, um, but I do want to ask you one question about. <sighs> I'm going to say favorite, but I'm going to use that as a loose term because sometimes when you ask for favorites, people are like, oh, great. It's like asking for my favorite, who my favorite kid is. I can't do that. <laughs> but what is the, give me, I'm going to say favorite anyway, mm-hmm. favorite sport to call. And then, and it doesn't have to be in a good way or a bad way or least favorite. And we can use a, a different term besides favorite too. Um, you can say easiest, hardest, mm. uh, uh, keeps you busy. The time goes by the fast because calling Soccer is probably very different than calling basketball, which is probably very different than calling golf. Yes, <laughs> 100%. So do you have any extremes about calling a sport that you could share with us? Um, I mean, honestly, I think one of my favorites and definitely one of the most challenging one is hockey. Um, and, and hockey isn't massive in this area. It was where I was in Michigan, but um, Stevenson University has the only collegiate program 
uh, in the state of Maryland, uh, Division One, Division Two, II, Division Three. It's it's only them. Um, so I was able to get in there um, a good few years ago, 2018, 2019, and wow, that game is fast. Um, and I would say hockey broadcasters, if you're watching any game, TV, radio, um, those hockey broadcasters are by far the most talented of any broadcaster you will ever hear because they got to identify these players so fast, think of a stat real quickly, and use a different term to describe where the puck is, who's hitting who, anything like that. So that has taken a few years just to kind of get a little bit stronger, swifter. Um, so that's definitely one of the most challenging, but one of the most fun. I look forward to those games. Soccer is definitely one of my favorites. For me, it's gotten pretty easy um, since I've called so many. Maybe it's the sport I've called the most uh, has been soccer. Um, basketball always has its quirks, but since I moved out here, lacrosse has turned into one of my favorites as well. Yeah, women's and men's lacrosse. Uh, there's something about it now. There, there really is. They didn't have it in Michigan much. It's moving west a little bit now, but this is obviously the hub of the nation. So being involved in that sport has is, is been a blessing too. Very cool. Very cool. Thanks for that. Um, all right. So this all leads up to advice. This podcast is designed to kind of maybe speak to a student athlete, maybe someone that's in middle school or high school that wants to stay in sports. Uh, a lot of times I'll talk to people that want to stay in sports. They are going to go into healthcare related around sports. Sometimes they want to be an athlete. In your case, I'm guessing there's got to be one or two people out there very much like you who think, you know what, this whole broadcasting thing, I'm in sports. I like this. Do you have, if someone is there, what were you doing as a high school athlete and what advice do you have for someone that's thinking maybe this broadcasting is for me? Yeah, you know, in high school, there, there was a little bit of a time where I was thinking that, you know, maybe I could try stepping into the college game. But kind of as it went along, it wasn't quite sort of like thinking like, hey, I wasn't good enough, which I definitely was not. But it's also knowing, hey, there, there's something else that I want to do here. And I kind of knew early again, that broadcasting was the route I wanted to go. So I enjoyed my time playing sports, but I did kind of know I needed a school that was going to help with my broadcasting. And, and that's what Central Michigan did. Uh, they, they get you involved early. I was already calling games as a freshman in college, which doesn't happen at many schools. Um, so I was able to get and do that, got me my reps, got me some people that I now know in the industry. And it has allowed me to now pursue this as a career. So I would say just kind of know what you want to do, but find the school that's going to benefit you most. And, and fortunately, if anybody wants to broadcast out there, this area does have a good handful of schools that'll do it. Towson's great. Stevenson's great. I mean, I'm working with a lot of students who are running cameras and, and graphics and everything when I'm doing those games over there. Um, George Mason is one of them. Um, they do mostly students for their games. So to Maryland, I mean, obviously a Big Ten school, you're going to get uh, lots of practice over there. So uh, those are some main ones that will at least help you if you want to get into it. Good advice. If people want to follow you on social media, if they wanted to get a hold of you, if somebody's out there listening and their high school needs uh, someone to call games, <laughs> how, how, how can they reach out to you, Christian? Yeah, uh, so my Twitter is Taylor3 underscore C. Uh, that's probably where I spend a good handful of my time. Uh, I'll tweet out, you know, what game I'm doing a certain day, but my reels and resume and everything. I do have a website, ChristianTaylorPXP.com. Of course, the PXP stands for play-by-play, -play, but... Just type in the PXP and you'll see me a bright, smiling face. <laughs> Very good. Christian Taylor, thank you. Thank you. You've been listening to the AC Sports Report. As you know, there's a massive scene of youth sports in the DMV, and it's our passion to cover it all. 
We hope you enjoyed the show. We know we had fun. Make sure to like, rate, and review. And we'll be back soon. But in the meantime, hit the website at www.alstoncarlisle.com. Till next time, this has been the AC Sports Report.